Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course, my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years Years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey and Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menino. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. It is Wednesday, September 23rd, 2020. Our quote of the day, I love hearing educated people speak. Knowledge is always the loudest voice. And that's from recent Best Actress winner at the Emmys, Zendaya. Welcome back to the show, guys. Hope you guys are having a great hump day. Woo, hump day. (laughs) Um, If you haven't already, please hit subscribe so you get all the notifications for our incredible guests that we have coming up. Um, Also helps us as we get the word out and um, find more people. If you haven't followed us on Instagram, Better Together with Maria. A lot of fun Better Together videos on there <laughs> that uh, will cheer you up along right. with our inspiring um, guests and their incredible tips. If you haven't followed us, oh, actually not followed us. If you haven't joined us on Patreon, that's, of course, uh, where we're going to be migrating to. You get ad-free shows, you get extra content, and then most of all, our incredible workshops and seminars that we're starting that uh, I'm really excited about. We have a new one coming up with Catherine Woodward Thomas. You may remember her from this show. If you haven't listened to her episode, 
please check it out. It was great. She's actually the author of Unconscious Uncoupling. Nailed it. I'm going to screw it up every time. (laughs) And and so we are going to be doing a two-part meditation workshop with her. She's doing a vision meditation, a meditation to deal with triggering emotions, and we're going to do a Q&A. Um, and Jeff has a little note in here that says her episode is one of the most popular over the last three weeks. That's awesome. Yeah, people have really loved. She really focuses on how we can achieve self-love and like manifest our goals. And that's what a lot of the meditations are about. And for those of you all listening, you will have gotten the flyer by now, but it's in a week from today. So it's Wednesday, September 30th. Um, so just make sure that you have that in your calendar in the evening. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Very exciting. All right, guys. Today, I'm so excited that we're going to be featuring actress, entrepreneur, and writer Jen Padalecki. Um, we hear her husband, Jared, might be popping in and crashing. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but we're going to be chatting all about um, her new role on Texas Walker or Walker, Texas Ranger and the end of Supernatural with her husband. She's got... Uh, a really cool blog as well and so excited to chat with her and maybe jared all right let's talk the paris hilton documentary we yes. all saw it right yeah jeff you saw it yeah um, i watched it the night it came out you watched it the night it well, came out you special yeah, i was jeff. really interested i know i was uh doing my extra credit um incredible yeah i thought it was so okay so here's the deal if you haven't heard paris hilton did a documentary with youtube or it's airing on youtube mm-hmm. And it really kind of shows her true side. She, I think her goal was to get to know her truly rather than just what she's kind of created. Um, And so, you know, we were hearing all the things online about how her voice is not actually as high pitched as it is. And she's actually brilliant and all these things. Tomboy. Tomboy. And so we were watching the doc. And it's, it's always interesting to get a peek behind the curtains of, you know, a celebrity. Mm. And um, when it got to the entire, the part, and spoiler alert, I'm going to spoil. <laughs> um, when she, they got to the point where she talked about that massive incident that happened in her teens, I believe she was like 17 probably when it happened. Um I literally was, I was laying back in the, in the recliner and I got up and I was like, and I had my hands over my mouth and I was in absolute shock because I have, I have empathy for both sides. As I always talk about, it's really hard. Like if you're the parent and your kid is, you know, getting into trouble, you don't know what else to do. Someone must have suggested this to the Hiltons. And, you know, they they were fed up and they tried it. Mm-hmm. But then on Paris's side, I mean, to be kidnapped from your bedroom. Horrifying. Hauled out of your bedroom. And your parents are just watching and you're, you're so confused. Yeah. I mean, that is yeah. just so traumatic. Shocking. Yeah. And I was talking about oof. this with Laura and for those who like you know haven't seen it yet it's a correctional facility so really poorly disciplined children go to these special kind of boarding schools that are designed specifically for really troubled kids but i have no way to justify that i'm like there's got to be another way even if it's the cops 
putting yeah. you in the car to send you during right. the day to yeah. surprisingly ambush a kid at night and kidnap them i i see no reason why that is justified and it was two big men yeah like it's just horror it's horrifying horrifying yeah i i agree um like i said i'm empathetic to the parents to understand how they got to that decision but obviously i think they have to regret it heavily yeah um i i don't know why anybody thinks that that is a good idea um you know it's like there's nothing that that's going to correct right the kidnapping part have them hauled off in cuffs like i know because my brother was very troubled and i know that we were suffering every single day in my household and my parents didn't know what to do and you know i have so many thoughts get across your mind it's like should he just get arrested do we you know what do we do we were all just trying to like brainstorm and ultimately we just kind of let it play out but it's really hard when you're a parent to a troubled kid to know what to do mm-hmm. but i will tell you i was when you're on the go 24 7 like me guys finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials it's been my go-to for so many years and having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first-time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. Leaning forward, hands over my mouth for quite a while. Yeah. Because um, I felt that shock and I understand... Um, the trauma that she definitely felt and the and not trusting anybody you feel the coldness between her and her mom there's still a little girl in there that really wants to love her mom but she doesn't trust you know like there's a there's still a little a wall there Mm -hmm. Um, and it was hard to understand because they didn't show enough of because they didn't have Kathy what I would have loved in the doc is hearing Kathy talk about how troubled she was there was a little bit of it but you know the way it was kind of structured I felt like I kind of just was a little confused as to where the timeline of that happened and then later I figured it out when she said when Paris said that you know by 18 she was out they didn't spend enough time on that like you and I talked about this they didn't spend enough time on the Paris was a party girl. She was troubled. So that's why she went here. It was like, this led to this. They kind of skimmed over it a little bit. At least I felt. Well, they were intercutting between her now and her crazy busy life and trying to handle everything. Um, So it was a little confusing, Mm -hmm. but it was fascinating. And, um, And then, yeah, definitely was really additive to see all of the other women that had... Yeah. corroborated her story and gone through the same experience. I mean, it, it, 
that's crazy stuff. Crazy. Well, that's when they locked her up. Hold up, sorry. No, it's okay. They locked her in solitary, naked. Like didn't feed none her. of that is necessary. No, no. I know. Beat that's, them. That's beat not the, yeah. going to help her. I know. Stop being troubled. I know. Yeah, that's what was crazy to me was, like you said, Maria, I understand the need for correctional facilities. I understand the impossible task of parenting a troubled kid. It's there's no correct, like right way to do it. Right. But there were so many details that were so wrong. Why would you kidnap a kid? Why would you lock a kid up in solitary naked? Like all of these things are just perversions of something that could have been positive disciplinary action. Totally. I'm passionate about this. I was actually an education major. I don't know if you knew that. I studied no. to teach. We learn a new no. thing every day, Jeff. I know. I know. My secret life. Um, but <laughs> basically, everything about like the specifics of the way these kids were disciplined, will it's guaranteed to mess them up more. It's guaranteed to yep. trigger them, and it's guaranteed to instigate the behavior they're trying to correct. Yep. Yeah. So she comes out, and she just makes herself a new entirely new person she shoves all that under that was sad to me too that she can't she felt she couldn't even talk to anyone about it to her parents to anyone and yeah it was it was hard to watch i felt like it was very hard to watch especially that scene at the end jeff with her boyfriend at the music festival when she was going on to play awful awful like what she puts up with because of that she has no trust yeah it was awful we need her to watch better together i know we need parents all i kept thinking of was so many of the amazing experts we've had on the show and you know tammy velicenti with the emdr would be really helpful for her um i'm gonna reach out to her and let her know but yeah pretty pretty interesting stuff yeah um uh i will say um a shout out to one of our listeners right now who is currently under the knife removing a brain tumor we've been coaching her through um the journey and so sending well wishes to her and prayers for a successful surgery um she's actually having surgery with dr black so i was like you're in the best hands ever do not worry jeff listening to maria coach her has just been like oh every time i'm just like oh my god it's so it's so incredible and so it's amazing because Maria is so passionate about it and so knowledgeable. Like, you know, not only do you know what you're saying, you also have a way with your words and how you say it that it just takes people down. It really just, it calms them. So I don't know. It's been really amazing to watch you and help her and help all these people. I'm like, mm. it makes me cry. Thanks, Smells. Yeah. We're so all here to help well, each other. I want to see Maria in that mode. And I wonder if there's a world in which we do a Patreon all about that. Yeah. Because oh, I yeah. would love, because we bring on experts all the time, but obviously, Maria, this is your expertise. And it's, it would just be really inspiring for me and I think our audience to see you in that mode. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think, cool. um, I think I've had it on in the back of my head that we should do um, a Patreon episode for kind of cancer counseling, tumor yeah. counseling, you know, a little bit of everything that I've dealt with my mom and and helping people with what we've done. I kind of did it with the American Brain Tumor Association last week to a teeny degree, mm-hmm. but um, I would love to do that. And it would help me because every day I'm getting more and more emails from people. And it's, it's challenging to give everybody one-on-one time. Um, so if I can get everybody together, it's always easier. Um, so anyhow... Um, I think. And then the other thing I wanted to mention today, and we'll go deeper in this on this in another episode, but 
I was with a friend recently who um, is dealing with uh, a good friend who's very ill, has what my mom has actually. And we were chatting and I had a I had to kind of jump in and help her a little bit. So I figured it was relevant for anybody here who's watching or listening. If you have someone in your life that is close to you, that you love, that you value, and they are sick and suffering, um, don't be afraid to call them. Don't be afraid to go visit them. Um, What I've witnessed with my mom has been that... um, a lot of people are just everybody's just busy with their lives and they get busier and busier and they just forget and then they make up excuses like oh I'm so busy or oh I feel bad I you know I don't know how to or I've tried or whatever and it's like there's try and do mm-hmm. right so I said to her I said you just go stop trying to make plans with me go visit her if she is your very good friend slash best friend your entire life, what's stopping you from going to visit this person in the hospital or or wherever they are? Um, and then a little bit of advice, the family is suffering. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to take care of somebody and it's draining, it's exhausting. You're watching, like I know with my mom, I've been mourning my mom while she's alive because she's not the same mom. And so my dad is watching his wife just, you know, slowly deteriorate and not be herself. So there's a mourning process and there's a, then there's the exhaustion of taking care of them. So I used to beg people when my parents were back here, I'm like, please just go take my dad out for one night. Just take him out for a night to a bar and drinks and let him have fun. Nobody did. And my parents are the nicest people on the planet. So it's not like one of those things where it's like, oh... No, not even that. You know, sometimes it's like, well, you get what you give. No, no, no. My parents have given. My parents love everyone. Everyone loves them. But no one, and I I will give everyone the benefit of the doubt, no one thinks along those lines. So I'm doing this not to judge people, but to help people. I'm wanting to help you to realize that going in and saying to the husband of the sick wife, we got the kids today. Go. Just surprising them. Go. Get out we've got them, go take a break, go, go take a meditation, go get a massage, whatever it is, just get out of the house and go. Or, you know, surprising your friend and filming. So I said, film her for her children, because we know where this is going, unfortunately, right now. She's not doing well. And you could give them the greatest gift. And I had a a conversation with another friend whose mom is very sick and not going to make it. I said, get her on camera now and ask her every question you would ever want to remember later. How her and your dad met, how um, it was when, you know, the births of the kids and the journey of life and immigrating here and all that stuff. Like, get it on camera. I did this long ago with my parents um, and I continue to document them. But those are things that you can do. So if you are a friend of someone who's ill, those are some examples of things that you can do. We'll go into it deeper in another episode, but I've just had too many conversations like this in the last couple of days that I realized like I wanted to share that with you guys. Um, and, you know, it's like everybody sends flowers when someone dies. I'd rather get them when I'm alive. Yeah. Right. Mm. So my mom's birthday came and went. 
my housekeeper gave her flowers and me and my dad and Kevin gave her flowers. That's kind of sad to me when someone who has stage four brain cancer, it's like, if you can't visit because of COVID and all that stuff, like send her like some $20 flowers, just something, a card. Hey, thinking of you, right? Um, it's, It's amazing to me how little people think of it, but I get it. I'm here, so I see it on my end. So that's why I'm sharing it with you guys. So I hope that resonates. I hope it connects with you. And I think we will go deeper into it because I'm, you know, I'm just giving you kind of the highlights of it, but I think it's really important for everybody. Yeah. It's like, if you have that gut instinct, do it, just do it. Yeah. And don't be afraid to have those hard conversations. I said, if you're scared and you think that your role is always just to keep somebody happy, well, at some point they want to let their emotions out too. And they Mm -hmm. want to know how you feel about them. Right. I said, tell her, you're telling me what an amazing mom she is. Tell her she needs to hear it. Um, so it's, it's, um, it's, it requires pain, right? It's like, we are always trying to avoid pain. So everyone just skirts all of that because they don't want to deal with it, but you're going to feel guilty later. And you're, you're, you know, everyone professes to be friends, right? Oh my God, we're so tight. We're so tight until something happens. (laughs) That's when you really see how tight you are, right? Um, so um, I was lucky, you know, my best friend, Alyssa, literally took off work for a month and she doesn't make money. She works, you know, she's not like some rich person. She works for the airlines, but she came and she spent a month with me to help me. And so not everybody can do that, but it's just an example of when you want to, you really can do anything. Um, so I was really blessed and really grateful for that. So maybe I'm spoiled. There we go. <laughs> That's the takeaway. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just have an awesome friend. Thanks, Alyssa. I want to tell you before about my obsession with Thrive Market. If you've been listening to the show, you know I've been talking about it for the last probably two weeks because I'm passionate about health and wellness. And it's really hard when you don't live near the stores that can provide you with those healthier options, right? All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days, and I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor, and it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios, and then I got addicted, and now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. So Thrive Market has been my answer for that. And I'm really grateful that they've made healthy living easy. You can get your favorite organic pantry staples, clean beauty products, non-toxic home goods, all with a couple of clicks. Okay, one-stop shop. Thrive Market also only features the highest quality products. 
So I just reordered um, my lavender. Oh, I've been doing all clean stuff lately. So we're going to do a whole other episode on that. But Dr. Bonner's lavender soap is my new obsession. And I got my chia powder and um, a few other things. So they have the highest quality products. And they do have a small membership fee, but the great part about it is you get bulk prices on premium upscale items and it gives you 25 to 50% off retail. So those savings do add up and fans of this show obviously know how important it is to take your health seriously. And now you can do it on a budget with Thrive. So go to thrivemarket.com backslash better together to check it out. By going through my landing page, you help the show, of course, and we're very grateful for that. And first timers get a free gift of up to $24 in value. So eat healthy, practice self-care by going to thrivemarket.com backslash better together. You guys will love it because I do. And I do look forward to having an episode talking all about who we're going to do it on our Patreon, all about our clean beauty products that we've been testing and trying. So I have some yays. I have some nays. Yeah, Jeff. And Maria and I spent a long time in Sephora this weekend. Well, we've been doing it all along. So Kelsey's really rubbed off on me, but it's yes. been um, it's been a really cool journey. I'm learning a lot. Mm. Um, okay. Jen Padalecki's impressive career as an actress started as a series regular for a network show, an achievement very few on-screen stars can boast. And since her run on Wildfire, she's had arcs on shows like Supernatural, Flash Forward, and her upcoming role in the Walker Texas Ranger reboot across her husband Jared. Now beyond acting, Jen is a popular lifestyle blogger and passionate health and wellness junkie and an entrepreneur. Not sure how she has time to do all this, but we're going to ask her. Hmm. Um, So let's get to it. Um, Jen, thank you so much for being with us today all the way from Austin, Texas. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, thank you so much. Of course. Um, Congrats on the Walker news, by the way. That's really exciting. Thank you. Yeah, I'm. Um, we were talking about it in February, and I wasn't when it first kind of came up. And I was like, you know, when COVID hit and everything hit, I'm like, is this really going to happen? So I was super excited when everything got announced because I'm like, okay, no going back now. So I know. I'm really excited. Well, you guys are finishing up, or you did finish up Supernatural, right? You had seven episodes left to shoot, like before quarantine kind of hit. Can you tell me about that? I did. Yeah. Um, so it, I met Jared on season four, which was 12 years ago. Crazy enough. 12, 13 years ago. Um, and uh, I was just on season four and then I did one episode this last season, but he had to wrap it up. So he actually, because of the COVID and everything going on, he had to go up quarantine for two weeks and then shoot for three or four. So he actually was gone for the last seven weeks, wrapping up the show and 15 years of filming, which was really crazy and weird because it's they've everyone's part of a family at this point. So wrapping that up was pretty traumatic, I guess. There's no real goodbye and it was under weird circumstances. So definitely challenging for everyone, for us, because we're here in Austin and he's in Vancouver and it was. Um, yeah, I can imagine it's like you know, you spend your, you know, more of your time with that cast and crew than you generally even do with your family. And then these awkward times kind of just, it's so weird. It's very weird. And when he went back, so in Canada, when, when you're filming right now under these conditions, you have to quarantine a mandatory quarantine for two weeks. So he did that. We have an apartment up there and 
it was frozen in time because he quickly abandoned it when things were quickly happening and he quickly came home to be with us and so it was kind of a mess and the kids stuff is still up there and he had to go back and kind of regroup for two weeks and then start filming and then also pack up the apartment without us being there and deal with like the ending of that chapter of us and our life up there because we ended up we met there got married there not married up there but ma- like the show and three kids and everything else and so to wrap that up and then also wrap up on the show and his goodbyes and while we're here and he had to do it alone it was this chapter that he had to take on which um was really challenging for both of us I think the control freak in me is like Hmm. "Ah," (laughs) you know wanting to take over and also have my goodbyes with that part of our life and that chapter and um yeah, it was it's it was pretty monumental, I think, um, and and impactful. So he just uh, he actually just got back late last night. No um, way. Yeah. So after it's been seven weeks, and uh, he got back late yesterday. He drove from Vancouver by himself with uh, the, our German Shepherd. No and, way. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm actually really impressed by how not only did he do a great job packing which I was like I should have given him the benefit but I was like oh god I don't know it's gonna go but he packed up he drove he did it all by himself listening to podcasts and I was super impressed oh my god so he brought everything like did he have like a rental thing like a big like did I mean he and his co-star they have um they packed everything up drove it across the border and then Jensen's uncle is actually a mover so he took like the bulk of stuff but the car is like Jared took all the valuables so like all my clothes that I left behind and like purses and the kids stuff and their stuffies and like things that were like meaningful was all like packed up in the car and just him and the dog bags I mean he did such a great job I was I was really impressed. He's like, look, here's your purse. And I was like, oh my God, it's like perfect. You know, I would have stuffed it in a suitcase or something. Was it but hard yeah. to, to be alone for seven weeks with the kids and just... Uh, so gearing up towards that was really difficult because I, I was like, oh man, this is going to be tough. The kids are starting school and this new chapter with the Zooming and figuring out three different schedules. I have this eight-year-old, a six-year-old and a three-year-old. So that was a little challenging figuring out those schedules and not having him here and like being together for so long under quarantine, you know, from March until beginning of August, we were, we've never really lived together, lived together in our lives. So we had those months where we were on top of each other all the time and then parenting and, and I was, I felt really overwhelmed with emotion about it. Like I love my space. So I was excited about getting my space because I can kind of get a little bit territorial, I think, at times. Um, But I was really sad, and I didn't know what that would look like, and I was sad for a lot of reasons. But um, it actually was really nice. It was better than I expected to be. Oh, and here's the man of the hour. I'm just talking about being away. (laughs) And just how it actually was really, really good in a lot of ways. Hello there. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. We were just talking about how hard it might have been. I was asking her how tough it was 
to be alone with kids for seven day seven weeks. And so I, that was probably the, that was the bad part. I think she was happy to be away from me. <laughs> no, I but, wasn't. Uh, well, I was saying I get territorial. Like I like my alone time. I know. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know, and I, I constantly, I can find stuff to do as you can too. Like yeah, we're pretty yeah. good on our own, but it was so nice being together that it was that grieving of like, just feeling, you know, it's like, it's that, that pit in your stomach of, yeah, it's always when you wake up in the middle of the night and you reach over to feel yeah. your spouse and you're like, oh yeah, I'm in a different country or something. Yeah, um, it's, it was weird. We got such a you know such a gift by being together for so long for so yeah. many months. First um, time. Yeah, for the first time and to really live together as a family, it was almost like a nice like little rehearsal, yeah. in a weird way. But um, yeah, like getting accustomed to every single night. Like we stay up. Like the last thing we do in bed is have like a conversation of like a recap of our day so complain about the kids complaining about children Makes sense. Whatever. Yeah. it's usually me like talking 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 and then all of a sudden it's... wait do you guys <laughs> watch shows like do you have your shows that you watch too i do <laughs> you guys don't do couple viewing me and kevin are obsessed with our couple viewing and i've been away we from him we well we I, i'd like to we we do but for me i'm like by the time it's by the time we put the kids down and lay down in bed i'm like i'm excited about going to bed yeah um, well you're really good he's really good with a routine he gets up super early which i try to do i remember my mom always struggling with her hair it's frizzy maria my mom would say in her greek accent Tiehis. what do you have i tried so hard to find her products i wish i could share these products i'm using now with her because i know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. A lot of the time, but he gets up really early and he works out and he's got, you have your whole routine that you yeah, do. Yeah, I'm really bad without a routine. More than like being good with, with a routine, it's that I'm, I know I'm bad without a routine. So I force myself to get up at five o'clock or whatever and Oof. sneak in a script read or a workout. Um, so I think I'm also looking at the clock and she's like, let's watch Real Housewives. And I'm like, go ahead. You can do it. <laughs> well, no, but like, that's not, we obviously don't, he doesn't like the housewives. I'm like, it's my, it's my vice. But, <laughs> and I'll be like, oh my God, did you see what Tamara was wearing? And he's like, who is like, Tamara? What's know, your problem? Um, but, uh, <laughs> but no, we, there are some shows that like we We watched. did Breaking Bad. We did Breaking mm-hmm. Bad. What have we watched recently? I love Yellowstone. I'm trying to get Jared into Yellowstone. Yeah, I mean, what I've seen is great. Um, yeah, we've done, we'll do Netflix documentaries and stuff like that. We'll usually try and do like a two-hour movie. We'll do like a date night and sneak away when the kids are asleep and mm-hmm. um, eat some food and do something for two hours or an hour. I'm trying to get him to watch um, my, my Octopus Teacher. Have you seen that? No. Oh my gosh, it's on Netflix. It's heartbreaking. It's, oh, it's add that crazy. to the list, Kelsey. My new husband, Kelsey. <laughs> um, <Hi. laughs> 
we were in the screen we were watching tv the other day i'm like i don't know what to watch anymore like we watched the paris hilton documentary i can't watch good yeah it was good right i haven't seen it i've heard it's excellent oh oh yeah I, i did a movie with her um, House of Wax, like 16 years ago, oh and then she came to Supernatural God. a few years after that. You're right. So I for a long time, and I would always tell people, I was like, "Listen, the Paris Hilton you see on camera is not the Paris Hilton that is behind camera." Stop. Um, it. I said, I've been saying that for years. I've always, I've always really said that. Highly. I was like, she shows up on time. She knows her dialogue. She hits her marks. She's kind to the crew and the cast. Like she's she's, she's a businesswoman. Really yeah. Like the, I I get it. I think she and I have both been in a position where. You kind of have to play who you are. It's like, oh, I'm a little TV starlet, or oh, I'm supposed to be this or that. Um, and I think that's obviously because she was kind of the the vanguard of of reality TV, right? With Nicole. Um, yeah, she started the whole yeah movement. So, but I heard, I read something. I read an article maybe in the Times or something about how whoever the author was of the article uh, had like a newfound respect for her. And I was like, I've been saying that. Wow. That's so interesting to hear you say that because um, because you worked with her kind of at the pop, like the highest moment. And for you to say even then you were seeing the different side of her, what was so different about her behind the scenes? I mean, for me, it just, you know, you you she was all over the news and then we met her and she was just really sweet. And she wasn't, you know, you if, if you were hanging out or something on set and then it was time to go to a cast dinner you kind of saw her get into her role as Paris Hilton because there were photographers and paparazzi waiting for her all over the place. And so you could just see the shift of like, oh, I see, she's going to work. Like we're all going to dinner. Uh, she's going to work because she's gonna have her photo taken and cars driving yeah. around and you get caught up in it, you know? I mean, really you feel obligated. she was well-spoken. Yeah, like she was really, she was eager to work. Um, when she came into Supernatural, I think four or five years after House of Wax, Again, everybody was like, oh, Paris Hilton's going to be on the show. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I worked there a few years ago. She's really sweet. And they're like, okay. And sure enough, she gets there and she's prepared and she's eager and she's receptive to direction. Um, so, yeah, I was always really impressed with her. It was kind of my first lesson and don't judge a book by its cover. Wow. Was her voice register? Sorry, I'm so curious now. Was her voice register different? Yeah, not markedly. Not like, who's that? Not like she was Miley Cyrus off camera and Paris Hilton uh, on camera or something. But uh-huh. it was different. It was just a different, you know, it is. Um, yeah. She was at work is the best way I can describe it. You know, when she wow. was at, at play, she was really at work. And so she was playing the role of like, hey, you know, I'm Paris Hilton. You're hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's hot. That's, hot. That's, yeah. so hot. That's so funny. I remember being at Puff Daddy's birthday party in New York at that, whatever that big famous place Marquee? is. No, it was uh, like a restaurant place. I don't remember. Or a towel or one of those. I forget what it was. It was this massive birthday party. And she comes in. I think that was the the day. Maybe that was when she was exposed on the red carpet or something. I don't know. I had just missed her. But when I was inside, I saw her. And she had like some, that was when extensions were really like crazy and you could see these balls and they were different colors. And so I went up to her, I go, can I fix something for you? I'm like, I just, you know, it was like looking a little crazy. And so I went to fix it for her and she was, you know, definitely had been drinking. And she's like, you're like the only bitch that would like help me. (laughs) And I remember being like, oh, okay. I like it. I dig it. But like she, even though she was, thank you. She was even, she was drunk, but she even in that moment, like could understand that someone was like looking out for her. It was, yeah, it was, yeah. 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 It's gotta be a difficult position to, 
you know, have everybody around you wanting something. Yeah. Um, you know. I Wait till you that. guys see it. You're going to die. You're going to die. Like when I watched it, when it got to like this big moment, I literally was, I was telling everyone earlier, I leaned forward, hands over the mouth in absolute shock. Like yeah. watch it. On another okay. note, you guys need to be watching Barry. So now I'm your prescription, your doctor, your TV doctor. You need to be watching Barry. So if okay. you're Barry. Barry with Henry Winkler and um, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. It's the most amazing uh, cast. I love them both. No and way. I'm prescribing that for you because you say you're tired at night and you guys have three kids. I don't know how you do it all. But it is like medicine. It's like having an Advil at night that like makes you Great. feel real good. Consumable, easy, couple viewing is the greatest thing ever. Like my husband and I, like I won't watch things. Like I'm gone. It's been two months. I won't watch things without him. Like our DVR stacks up. I don't cheat on him. Yeah. 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 I know. I'll watch some stuff with you. <laughs> I do. I'll watch it alone. I'll be like, he she's like, why sense. when I log into Netflix, is it already been watched? And I was like, oh, I must have left it on by accident. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, oh, man. Know. And then when you have d- more time, the boys. Best show. Okay. Best well, show. Benson, who does who did Supernatural with me, yep. he's going on to do the boys. And Eric Kripke, who creates Supernatural, is it's the is the show. Creator, yeah. It's yeah. absolutely brilliant. And I heard it so good. Yeah. I, I thought it downloaded for a long time. And that's for sure. That's my next watch. I love it. So Supernatural, since we have you, Jared, for a little yeah. bit or a moment, um, it's it's done. Um, done. Jim is telling us how kind of traumatic it was to have to end under those COVID circumstances. So tell us how it felt for you. I'm still trying to parse it out, I guess. I mean, we finished a week ago, a week and a half. Um, it was it was great to have. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to say the COVID was great in any way, shape, or form, but to have that five-month span to kind of uh, decompress a little bit, like Jen was saying, and be home with the family and kind of beta test what it's like to be a husband and father for real, not for like a weekend at a time, uh, that was a nice blessing if I'm to try and find a silver lining. Uh, It was different. You know, everybody's in masks and everybody has different lanyards who you're allowed to be close to and all that. So it it was different, but the heart was still there. You know, it was great to see the cast and crew and we shot for uh, four weeks and then I had a two week quarantine before that. Um, you know, we weren't allowed to leave our apartments or anything. Um, I'm saying it's like a double whammy because you had to pick up the pieces of all the stuff that we had left yeah, behind yeah. and pack it yeah. up and then also have to do your goodbyes in like a weird. Yeah, it was, it, you know, I think I'm probably still in a little bit of that mode. I'm sure when it occurs to me that I'm not going back to Supernatural, but going to Walker, like I think the first day on set of Walker will probably be when I go wait a second, this is a new cameraman, this is a new props woman, and this is this and this is that. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll tell you when I get there. Yeah. It's tough, too, because you've witnessed births and divorces and deaths yeah. and marriages. And... 15 years is a long time. So it was 15 yeah. and a half years from the pilot in February of 05 to whatever, September 10th of 2020. Um, so, yeah, we've seen, we've had people come and go. You know, we've lost a few uh, crew members and cast members and, um, seeing marriage and divorces. I met my wife and you guys included. Like yeah. 11 years ago in season four, um, 12 years ago. You're right. I was saying four. 13. So I think it was we were in the middle. Yeah. We'll, we'll average it. Um, it was a pretty remarkable experience. I'm just grateful for it, but uh, yeah. we'll see. What so you guys, you've mentioned it a few times that you have spent your, your marriage kind of not really together 
which is interesting because I think a lot of people don't really understand the life of working actors, right? You're always traveling and somewhere on a set. So I wonder, because you guys have been together almost 12 years? Uh, We dated for 12 years. We we had our 10-year wedding anniversary this past February. Oh, cool. Congrats. 12 next month. Yeah. So so what do you think is better for you guys? Because my husband and I are joking. First of all, we're like scotch taped to each other's sides. But now that I've been in Connecticut for two months, we're yeah. kicking ass. And I go, honey, maybe we're better alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's better together. Better together. I better know. Together. I know. But at the same time, when we're together, I'm like, can we just watch TV together? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Again, I, I, this sounds like I'm copping out. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. You probably have a better... No, I actually... I mean, I think what's great for me is that, like, we had these moments of, like, intense, like, whirlwind, almost vacations because he'd come in and then he'd leave and then he'd have, like, a two-month hiatus and often it was in Europe and we'd go along in Europe and it was these fun little adventures and it wasn't a day-to-day grind of in and out of like carpooling and dinner making and timeouts and poop on the floor and you know like that's all just me and you know I think um what was what was great also about the being away is that we both formed our own like routines and schedules and and we're both independently productive yeah, we're, we're, yeah we both we don't like to sit still so um i think we were able to have those check-ins and what's great now what's good and bad is that we have to compromise so sometimes if there's a door left open i you know like she's teasing me because i leave the door open. The door open i will say this i've been home for a day and I, speaking of compromise, I'm remembering that she keeps the house at like 85 no, degrees. Poor Jared, I'm sorry. I can, it's not 85, but it's good like, golly. I just got out of the shower and I feel like I need to go take another one. It's because I have the light. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, every time we get to a hotel room or a whatever, if we're staying somewhere, I'll I always click, the- yeah, I always click the, <laughs> the air conditioning down and I'll hear her in the bathroom like, are you kidding me? Like she can sense that the air conditioning is turned on. And so then I go to the bathroom, take a shower, and I get back out and it's set like 78 degrees. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Oh, my God. Oh, I know, I know. What, what, what's great is that we do compromise. Like, it's, we compromise and have our own schedules that we, like, form together. Yeah. And I feel like because we've been apart for so long, we're really good at communicating. So. Yeah, I guess you have to. I guess that is. I never thought about that. Um, 
when you are apart and when you don't see somebody else's face and skin and smell them and see their smile, you really have to get better at communication, you know, because it's so difficult to communicate even in person, much less over text in between setups or uh, over a Zoom call while the kids are getting ready for school or I'm mm-hmm. at work, you know, and everything's hectic. So you really have to dial in your communication. You can kind of work it out when you're with somebody and you're talking for five minutes and it's like, hey, what does that mean? Oh, I didn't mean it like that. I, I was asking blah, blah, I didn't mean to sound cold. But since we were apart for so long, I feel like by accident, our communication had to kind of get dialed in. Well, and yeah. we also went an extra mile and both of us have, we are both in therapy. And yeah. I think that's also a big contributor in helping our communicating and our communication skills. Um, just for us, like wanting to be better understanding ourselves and also be better with each other and working at our marriage. And, you know, I think that I know for me, I don't want to speak for you. But... No, I, I agree. I think we are, I, I'm confident we are better. Together. We are better together. <laughs> <laughs> with a long winded explanation, but yes, I, I, love but I, it. I think it is also important to take those times. You know, I think having finding your independence too is really important even if that's an hour by by yourself somewhere or a weekend you know i think it's really important to find your own well that's our compromise talking about uh viewing like my alone (laughs) time is an hour in the morning in the gym her alone time is an hour at night in front of uh tv so i give her her hour she gives me my hour and and we're better all as well what about i have yeah. So now you guys are going to be, I was just thinking, you guys are going to be working together like full time, full time, like yeah. on Walker. Yeah. So now, how is that? Like, have you guys had the discussions? Like, are you nervous about that? Yeah, we actually were talking about it last night. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited. I mean, we, we met working together. And so we worked together really well off the get 12 years ago. Um, and a lot has transpired since then. But um, yeah, I'm really excited. We start. October 27th, as of now, we'll see what happens. You know, anything could happen in these crazy pandemic days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm excited and I get to work with her every now and again. She gets to go and uh, rework out and recondition those acting muscles that she's had for so long. So it's going to be fun. I will say my, I mean, I love every relationship I have with you, but one of my favorite relationships is working with Jared. Jared is, you're one of the, he's the biggest cheerleader. Like, honestly, in everything that I do, he's he's the biggest cheerleader for me. Well, like, when it was from, you know, I put my career on pause and, like, started a blog. And he was like, let me read this. Let me help you. Let me mm. go over this. Like, what are your thoughts on, like, he is constantly cheerleading. And when we were working together, too, whether it was from season four when we weren't married but dating or just doing a guest spot, he was he had, he was off he wasn't even working that day or whatever. And he's sitting in a chair making sure that I'm comfortable and cheering me on and going, Hey, do you see that's my wife? Like, look how amazing my wife, like it was, it was self-serving. I wanted to make sure she was saying nice things about me. No, so, Kelsey's crying over here, by the way, literally I'm like, like hysterical. Like, Can I have this? <laughs> I want this marriage. I love you guys. Um, I mean, listen, we have our, we're normal people. Like we have our moments, Yeah, but we all do. <laughs> Yeah, you we know, I mean, you know, like, what we put yeah. out there isn't the data. And know. the the irony is the longer you're together, the harder it gets in some ways and the uh, easier it gets in some ways. Yeah, sure. 
Sure. So it's kind of weird, like you, because you're going to be all these junctures where you're like, oh, we're going to grow together. Uh, okay, we made it. Whew. Okay. Yeah, yes. yeah. We're going to grow together. Uh, oh, that was but a close one. Nice to, Oof. It's <laughs> nice to go through that. I mean, every disagreement, you know, when you when you come out the other side and you realize, okay, it was a misunderstanding or whatever happened, um, you know, you've been there and you're going to get through it again. And what's yeah. that? I think it's, I don't think it's Rumi. Uh, there's a quote like, "No feeling is final." And so as frustrated as you can get, you're tired or she's tired or it's a late day or I'm going to home at 4 a.m. because I'm filming and she's waking up because it's 6 a.m. in Austin and she's waking up with the kids. And, you know, I'm at the end of my day. She's beating up hers and we're just on different wavelengths. But then you wake up and you go like, oh, yeah, I mean, she was awake and I was tired and grumpy and whatever the situation was. Um, so it'll be fun to work together. I don't know who's going to watch the kids because <laughs> if she's not here, if, she's work- if I'm working and then she's working, uh, yeah, I might have to try and take up some responsibilities. Yeah, he'll figure it out. Bowl <laughs> out. Um, I, on that note, I'm going to get, I'm going to go set up. I have a supernatural. We have dueling. We have dueling Zooms. So we're starting to experience right now what it's like to <laughs> be in the same town. Working. I love it. Any any secrets about Supernatural that you can drop before you leave? Uh, yeah, we have seven episodes left. We start back on the seventh. Uh, we're kind of calling it season 15 and a half. Um, and uh you know, in 15 years, I've thought a lot about how the show would end and how I'd like it to end, and that's vacillated and gone all over the place. Uh, but I'll say now, a week and a half out, that I couldn't be more happy with how it ended. As a, as a part of the show, obviously, um, I had my opinions, um, and I vocalized them sometimes. But now that I know how it ends, and they've called that's a wrap on the series, uh, I couldn't be more proud. So I'm excited to watch it. Well, congratulations on an incredible run. Good luck Thank with you. Walker. You guys are going to kill Thank it. You. Both of us. Yeah. yeah. And thank, um, you. thank you for uh, letting me join. Of course. Thanks for coming in and, and yeah. go let that tarantula out. Yeah. I yeah. will. I'm going to go watch your snake video and take notes. <laughs> right. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Oh, You guys um, are will, so cute. Uh, well, thank you. I will say, just to echo that, he did show me a sneak peek of an episode, and it, I was the acting that he did was, I think, some of the best acting I've ever seen him do. So I'm really excited to see the the end of the show and and watch that so cool so here is like my big question for you right now because you are you have your blog you have your new line at Kohl's your clothing line which we're going to talk about you have this new role on Walker you've got three kids under the age of 10 how in the heck are you doing it all Uh, that's a good good question. (laughs) (laughs) I think one, I have to be honest, I do a lot of things, but I feel like I don't do them as well as I should because I feel like I get excited about something and I, you know, I do it and then I'm like, oh, shoot. Um, I will say I have a lot of support. Like, I'm really lucky that, you know, I do, we do have a nanny. I haven't really discussed that, but we do have, we may, I make sure that I'm supported. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I just, I don't know how I do it. (laughs) I, I just, I think I get excited about things and I, it becomes my extracurricular too, and part of my life. So I feel like the things I'm already doing, like starting a book club, I, I love to read and I want to share that with people and encourage others. And I love having conversations with other people and and understanding where they're from and um 
what they're all about, it, it makes me happy. And so to be able to share that with others is really exciting to me. Um, the clothing line is crazy and it came about in a really cool, exciting way a year and a half ago um, to do a partnership with Kohl's. And um, we were really trying to be as eco-friendly as we could, where we could. Um, and that's something that for me is really important and where I'm starting to shift my focus um, in my blog, I'm actually going to be shifting more towards a different sort of lifestyle space um, with other collaborators and that sort of thing. And, and I'm excited for, for that venture. Um, but the, the clothing line at Kohl's has just been, it's been cool. I love clothing. I love shopping. I love finding outfits and style and to be able to do something that was in an accessible way and put a green stamp on it where I could. Um, this t-shirt actually is, um, it says be conscious and um, made from, uh, I believe recycled polyester and it is um, the most green component of the collection. But the proceeds from this, um, I will be personally donating to a, a company called uh, Green For All, which is uh, a company or a 501c3 that Van Jones started. And it's something that I'm starting to get more into and learn more about sustainability and how we're impacted or how marginalized communities especially are impacted by um, climate change. And that's something that he's really focusing in on with Green For All, which is great because they really feel strongly that, you know, they're working to have to make the world a better place and more green for everybody, not just for some, because the weird thing about sustainability and environmentalism, and I'm sorry if I'm boring you. I can, No, I, I, I want to know all about this, actually. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, just stop me if it's like, what? Um, and I'm scratching the surface, but I, I, I love being outside. I grew up outside. I grew up between, we moved from California to Montana and then Idaho because my dad was a ski bum and loved being outside and so we grew up in the mountains and the outdoors and, and it's just really has shaped a lot of who I am and I love nature and I find a lot of comfort in nature. And I recently started getting more interested in the environment, environmentalism, and then really started reading more and then realized, holy moly, it's such an elitist kind of thing because climate change really impacts the marginalized communities, low-income communities, more so than it impacts anybody else. And I feel like it, they're washed aside and neglected. You How know, is that? Because often they're in a situation where they can't get out of it. You know, they don't have the money or the resources to leave. They can't rebuild after a major, you know, hurricane impacts them. They're often relying upon local resources, water, agriculture, that then if a drought comes and hits them or their water is tampered with and has, you know, debris or, you know, whatever waste that's thrown into it, they're the ones that are first impacted by that. And they don't have the time because often they're working their butts off and then don't have the time to fix and, and contribute to their communities. And I feel like we... I say we, but you know, like we're sitting in our nice houses and we have a roof over our head and we can go, oh man, it stinks that it's a lot hotter today, but we can throw on the AC and pretend it doesn't exist in a way. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's really time to get real and speak up and say something about it. We all live in this, on this great earth. And I strongly believe like, you know, we are on an airplane and you put the oxygen mask on 
we got to take care of ourselves, make sure our families are good. But we all live in this community and we all want this community to be great. And that means everybody. So, you know, what are those ways in which we can do that? Well, we can start from the source and the heart of that and speak to intersectional. It's called intersectional environmentalism, where it, it, inter, it's people and planet essentially where they meet. And that first starts at those communities. And um, that's where we need to start. That started at source, but especially before we don't want to wait till it, it gets to everywhere. We want to get to the beginning and the heart of that and fix those communities, help those communities and build their resources. So that's one of the things that Green for All is doing right now. It's, it's domestic, but what they're you know doing and, and trying to help um, domestically here in our country and help those communities and build them up and create green jobs. And, you know, it's pretty cool. So I'm really excited to to learn more. I'm just scratching the surface, but you know, I don't know people who are putting their money where their mouth is and working hard. I'm like, yeah, I want to be a part of that. I want to help that journey. So I'm really excited and I'm excited, especially that Coles is allowing me to, to partner in, you know, with this shirt. And so I'm really excited about that part. I love that. I love that you're, you're probably the only kind of eco brand in there, right? You know, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I think that Lauren Conrad, because when we were first launching, I believe she started launching maybe something that was a little bit more through a green lens. Um, you know, we wanted to go a lot further, to be honest. And it's just, it's one of those things, it's a real challenge, you At know, that and price that's, point. it's the price point. Mm-hmm. And that I I'm determined to figure that out. Because it goes back to what you were just saying. I mean, it's true. You know, I mean, like who can, you know, some of these companies, it's like a hundred dollars for a t-shirt and that's not realistic for most people, you know, and it's not fair. Why do they have to, you know, it's like the McDonald's choice, you know, they shouldn't have to go to McDonald's to get a great meal. You should be able to afford to have real wholesome food, you know, at the same time. So I want to figure that out. That's that's going to be my passion. So I want to make sure that people have access to organic, natural, green, you know, purchases. It's tough. I love it. You know, one of the other things that I did not know about you that I was really um, intrigued by was the fact that you worked in the CAA mailroom. Yeah. <laughs> and so for what, yeah. for the purposes of anybody who's listening, so CAA is the most powerful, along with WME, obviously my agency. Um, it's, I was with them too once. Yeah. We're with everybody. I've been with yeah. both. Um, no, it's all kind of, everyone kind of knows each other, I feel like. Yeah. So it's one of the most powerful talent agencies in the world, obviously. And so the mailroom is kind of the entree in. If you want to be an agent, you got to work in the mailroom and it's hard. Um, but you say that you learned about working smarter, not harder there. And I'm really intrigued to know more about that because I think there's got to be some amazing tip in there to help us all. Well, I mean, ironically, I feel like right now I'm I'm trying to relearn that because I'm like trying to narrow down on what I'm doing. But um, yeah, it was, it was, since, yeah, I was um, in a senior in college and funny enough my mom was really good friends with Demi Moore growing up when I was growing up in Idaho and I was in college I was at Tisch at NYU and I you know was studying acting in English and and I thought you know I need some experience so I I said to Demi I said I need some experience I want to be a PA on set and I thought you know getting on set experience would 
be the best for me. And she said, no, that's not where you want to go. Why don't you get an internship over at CA? And I thought she was nuts. I'm like, why would I, why? Like, they're not going to want to represent me one. And two, I don't want to be an agent. So it, it took me a second and I said, okay, I'll give it a try. And so I started out in the mailroom and I got to know people and I, I funny enough, like now I see people I was in the mailroom with representing like big client, you know, like major celebrities. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. But I, I started in the mailroom and I got to watch the, the foundation. Cause a lot happens in that mailroom and a lot of people, one move up and they're doing really cool things. Now they're agents, they're producers, they're writing something cool or, and also to watch like the rat race that goes on in the inner workings. I mean, that's really run through that mailroom. And so it was really fun and in, in witnessing that. And then I would, I would do my rounds and deliver the mail and you have to, everything's like coordinated by initials and everyone has like certain initials that you have to like memorize throughout. So it would go and I get my little mail cart and I would deliver whatever scripts and whatever mail. And this is like back in the day before things were like emailed over and it was like all hand delivered and stuff. So I'd go and deliver all that stuff. And then I started becoming friends with agents and people in the mailroom and we chat back and forth. And then when I, my internship was over, I went back to final um, year over at NYU and I kept in touch with a lot of them. And I would write these like crazy things. I was like, so idealistic about like scripts and parts and, and, you know, the process at Stella Adler and like be a tree. I'm like, this is so cool. And I would like relay these things back to people that I knew and, I was hip pocketed out of college and I didn't expect it. I wasn't, you know, thinking that would happen. And hip pocketed I, is when an agent kind of takes you on unofficially. Yes. Just to like try it out. Like, all right, we'll give, we'll throw you a bone sort of thing. And, and I, I early on got a movie and then I got my first TV show, uh, wildfire. And, um, it was, not the road that I was expecting. And I think by working smarter, you know, it just for me meant putting my energy one into things that I love. And I say, you know, doing it as well as you can, you know, and I at that time, I wasn't trying to network, I wasn't, you know, doing, I was just being myself, but I was working to the ability, the best of my ability, which then, you know, paved this way that I wasn't expecting. I guess. Um, but it's weird how interconnected everything is, I think, you know, mm -hmm. and how unexpected, you know, that you'll meet these, meet someone in your life and not realize the impact that can have later on. Um, That's why so you got to be nice to everybody. I so agree. I just, yeah. I also, I love this saying about um, be kind to everyone you meet for everyone is facing a great battle, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, I'm probably butchering the quote, but just, if someone's in a bad, you know, way, whatever reason, don't take it personally, one, but two, you don't know what they're going through. Yeah, you know, absolutely. But, yeah. but you know, what's, what's always um, fascinating to me is proximity. Tony Robbins talks about it. Proximity is power. So you, mm -hmm. whether you knew you wanted to be an actress in that moment, which obviously you did because you were going to school for it, or you wanted to be in production, there was probably a lot of things you were thinking about. Um, you put yourself in a place where you had proximity to people that could make that happen and then you worked and people see that. So I always say yeah. like, go endear yourself to people that can help you on your journey and work hard 
and um and you know you'll be noticed because there are so many people that are generally just out to take and if you're yeah. the one that's giving and you're you're bright and you're sunshine people want more of that around them they want less of the other people and they want more of this and so that's why they brought you in closer and said let's give this a shot that's a great way of putting it i think i I live with guilt sometimes and I feel guilty for being in that situation and I earned it and I worked for it, but it's the proximity. I I like that term. And I also consider it luck too. And having that luck and that proximity coupled with hard work, because I couldn't have done it without my work ethic for sure. If I showed up like some little bratty kid, you know, like I'm in the mailroom, you know, yeah. it wouldn't have happened. But also it was, it was all your preparation that met opportunity because yeah, you were 100%. in college studying this. You were working towards this. You were going to find your way onto a set. I always think yeah. it's less luck than you say. Um, that's guilt. You worked for yeah. it. You were studying, you were trying, and then you you did, you made all the right choices. Yeah, and you're 100% right. I mean, I did. I worked my butt off. I really, really did. And I didn't do it. I think I... I don't know. And I don't know if it's like the woman in me, like feeling guilty for working my way to where I got to, but I did it with hard earned work and there's no shame in that. But somehow there's like guilt of like, I climbed my way to the top for some reason, but I, it certainly worked my butt off. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot that goes into that years of that goes into that, but yeah, I did. And I like how you just said that. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's very true. It's not luck. It's hard work. It's preparation meeting opportunity. And that's it. If you're not ready when opportunity strikes, it's not going to work. Yeah. I, you can have, you can literally like, I can take Kelsey right now and I can put her in front of those agents. And if she hadn't gone to acting school and she hadn't done the work before, she wouldn't know what the heck she was doing and they would not give her that opportunity. Right. And so yeah. it you have to do the work and be ready, right? Better to have been prepared and not had the opportunity than the opposite, obviously, right? So I agree. And I also agree with that, having that, and I'm still learning this lesson, but just having that confidence to know that I deserve to be here. I've worked for it. And I think that's something that I know for myself is really difficult sometimes to yeah. say, I deserve this, but I do. I've worked hard for it. I've been at it and I've been at the grind so much so that I even by blogging put myself out there to find my own opportunities because I was determined to get my passion out there in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, And what are you doing? You're actually taking the bull by the horn, not waiting for an agent to see this in you to see that, oh, Jen can be a lifestyle blogger and you're just doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yes, hard work. It is not easy to to go grind that path yourself. And so I give you a lot of credit because even the coal steel, that's not easy to get. <laughs> no, it wasn't easy. It was pretty hard. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? So so let's remove the guilt because what happens is when you have success early and you had, you know, a huge show right off the bat basically, it's easy to feel that guilt. Um and especially as a woman, when you're successful, there's always the the guilt because most people have an easier time pointing fingers and being jealous yeah, and saying, why her? Instead of saying, why not me too? Yeah, I agree. 
So I agree. We're, it's, it's all possible for all of us. It's just, are we going to go put ourselves out there? Are we going to try? Are we going to make all the right choices? It's very vulnerable for sure. And I think also this situation has been a little bit more vulnerable in a way, but has given me more confidence because it's myself. Whereas acting, you can hide behind something. Um, and I'm I'm really grateful for the beginning of my career and starting off early and then being able to have a bit of a pause with having kids and then finding this new discovery through blogging. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really been a great outlet for me in terms of giving me my confidence back and my time to shine which I never really felt before I felt kind of always like I had to be a certain thing or I don't know just hidden and I yeah I feel like this has been a great platform for me to talk about things that I love and not be apologetic about it yeah Um, I love it so the Kohl's line, is it in stores currently? It is. Um, I don't think it'll be in for much longer, unfortunately. Um, we were supposed to launch early in May and with everything going on, we, things, you know, we're, you know, we're a work in progress with everything. So it ended up launching late in August and it will be here, I believe for another week or two. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, but it was, yeah, it's been in the works. It was in the works for a year and a half and you're right. It does take a lot of work. It's a lot of fun, but a lot of blood, sweat and tears. And it's challenging right now with everything going on and people not shopping and such, but it's been, it's been good and really successful, you know, with all things considered. And I just look at it too, as I think everything is an opportunity. So even if, it doesn't sell completely out the entire experience that I've had this last year, building a clothing line, designing clothing line, the back and forth to New York and the, where things are being sourced and well, okay, next time I'm going to put, you know, a marker that I'm going to source something and over here and try Mm -hmm. to figure out this part out. I mean, the whole thing has been such an educational process for me. Like there's nothing that's been lost or wasted in that process. So it's, all of it for me selfishly has been really pretty cool. Well, you learned how to build and brand and sell a line. So now even if these terrible times don't allow you, let's say for another, you know, another line in there or whatever, what's to stop you from doing it on your blog? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the next, that's the next chapter. So there you go. There you go. And we'll be buying those eco sustainable, (laughs) well-priced, um, shirts and support. So um, you're so lovely. I'm so glad that we got to chat today. And um, thank you for being so vulnerable and and just awesome. Um, of course, anything you want to know about Jen, you can find on nowandjen.com. We're going to put that in the summary of this show. You can follow her on socials at nowandjen. Um, I especially love the pictures on the back of like the trucks. I don't know why they're just like the most beautiful shots. And I'm a nature girl too. And I, you know, I we're very similar. So um, I I think that you do such a great job with your um, with your blog and your posts and stuff. So thank you so much. Well, I love following along with you and all your nature adventures as well. (laughs) (laughs) My pooping frogs and my pool. I love it. it. Um, And 
good luck and congratulations, of course, on Walker. And um, I look forward to hearing back on the couple viewing with Barry. Yes, I am. So You're going to get a full report. You guys you're are going to really, fast. really okay. love it. And if I'm ever in Austin, I'm going to knock on your door and say hello. We'll, we'll, host, we'll have dinner and we'll just have a wine night with Barry. And <laughs> Yes, I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, Jen, thank you so much. So nice to chat with you. Chat with you too. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. I love her. I love, I love her them. Um, yeah, they were great. They were yeah. really great. Just wholesome, good people. You you can always tell people like that are just have good hearts and good souls. Yep. And yeah, they were awesome. Mm -hmm. They were awesome. Yeah, and I just appreciate too. She's using a chance. You know, she's been given, she's worked hard for positive circumstances that have given her a platform. And you know, some celebrities, which is totally fine, maybe don't choose to use their platform to necessarily advocate for something, and that's their choice. But you can tell that she saw something. She thought, you know, I, I might be able to do something about this, and she's doing something. Yeah. And you know, she's admitting that she's learning as she's doing it, and she's empowering her audience to learn as well. But there's a real humility about looking at your platform and saying, if I can do something, maybe I should. And that's exactly what she's doing. Yeah, I think it's well great. Said. All right, guys, thanks for joining us as always. Thanks for being a part of our Heel Squad here. If you um, haven't already subscribed, like I said, please do. Oh, and thank you for the comments on Apple Podcasts and keep them coming. We're getting to a thousand. And We're if close. you could do us the favor of sharing an episode that you love or a healer or a guest that you feel like has been helpful to you, share it on social, share it with your friends, help us bring in more people who are like-minded and could enjoy this ride with us. Um, if you like today's episode, check out episode 85 with Jamie Lynn Spears. She was uh, incredible. We broke international press when she was on because she talked about her daughter's ATV accident. That was pretty um, unbelievable to hear, uh, especially from her account. Um, so check that out. And tomorrow we're going to be featuring spiritual thought leader and present over perfect author Shauna Nequest to discuss the importance of shedding perfection in favor of being present. I'm very excited about that. All right. In the meantime, follow us at Better Together with Maria at gmail.com at now and Jen at Jeffrey Crane Graham at Kels Meyer too. And remember, be nice people, make good choices and be present. <laughs>